You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 100. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Hey everyone, it's Kim Eagle with the Earn That Body Podcast, and I cannot believe that we made it to the 100th episode. I feel like I just started doing podcasts yesterday, and yet here we are with episode number 100. I can't even thank you enough for being a follower, a subscriber, or just overall enjoying the podcast, the subject matters that we go over, reviewing the podcast on iTunes, giving me shout outs online, on social media. It is so, so appreciated. So what are we going to talk about today on the 100th episode? I racked my brain trying to figure out how we could make it special or a little different, and I really thought, well, let's just sum it up and come all the way back to how it began. So on the very first episode of Earn That Body podcast, I sort of told you about me, how things came about, and I really wanted to reflect on this journey of the last 100 episodes, but yet a lot of people are probably thinking, uh, skip, next episode. I don't want it. It's not about me. I want to be able to serve you with information that's still going to help you in some way with health, fitness, and nutrition. So tell you a little bit about my journey with Earn That Body, with the podcast over the last 100 episodes, but also how it might affect you and your health or weight loss journey. Things that I've gone through that people maybe don't know about. Uh, Often when I tell a story about my situation, when I was more overweight, how I lost weight, things resonate with people and then they'll say, they'll, they'll email me and they'll say, oh, when you said that bit on the podcast, it was a game changer for me. And when people say that to me, it really it really strikes a chord for me because the podcast I do for free. I don't get paid to do this. All I want to do, my only intention with the podcast is really to help people get fit, get healthy, and do it in a natural way. And so then when someone comes to me and says, you said this, it was a game changer for me, it just makes my day. I'm just glad to be able to help anyone out there to get healthy, to live a more active lifestyle, and to do it in a way that you can sustain it, all right? So it's a little bit of a different podcast today. We're not going to do Eagle's Eye on Health. I'm going to go right into a little bit about why I started Earn That Body. Now, not the business part of it, but I had a friend at lunch one day, and she said, Kim, why are you doing Earn That Body? Like, what is your passion with it? What is your goal with Earn That Body? And I really had to sort of sit for a moment. It did not take me long because I feel so passionate about why I do it, but I sort of had to figure out how to put it into words. And I would say, you know, my biggest passion that I'm trying to help people with, with Earn That Body in my online program, I just want to help people realize that losing weight Getting healthy, being fit, does not have to be so complicated. You do not have to do the fad diets. You do not have to starve yourself. You do not have to cry in order to lose weight. It is my goal, it is my passion to help people learn how to eat balanced, how to eat enough food so that they're not starving, how to work out in a natural way, not overdoing it, and getting the weight loss and health results that way. 
That is what I'm passionate about. I live this lifestyle. I do not think it's hard at all. Now you might be thinking, oh, come on, you're an Iron Man. You train like crazy all the time. If I worked out that much, I could eat anything too. No, that's actually not true at all. And, and I'll get back to that in just a little bit. But my mom said to me recently, she said, you know, we were talking about someone else's weight loss and, and she said, well, Kim, you know, you look fabulous, but you know, that's not easy what you do. And I really sat there and I went, you know, I disagree with you, mom. I don't feel like I do anything that's difficult at all. I eat three meals a day. I eat balanced. I eat vegetables. I eat meat. I eat dairy. I eat gluten. I'm not, I'm not some, you know, gluten-free person. I'm not vegetarian. I'm not vegan. Talk about hard. That is hard. I'm not that. But yeah, the things that I control and the things that I teach my clients, you know, we need to limit the amount of processed sweets. We need to limit we need to limit the the processed foods. We need to get back to eating real foods that have one ingredient, right? So fruit, you know, like I eat an apple. Guess what? There's no extra ingredients. I'm not getting the bag of apple chips that then has 6,000 ingredients because it's not just the apple, it's also all the things they added to it. I eat real food, I eat it in a balanced way, and I eat plenty of it so that I'm never hungry. I don't think that's hard. I really don't. Um, I work out one hour a day when I'm training for an Ironman, which I've only done two, just so you know. I don't do an Ironman every year. It is incredibly hard on the body, and I don't recommend you do a lot of Ironmans because it is so much stress on the body. So when I'm not training for something like an Ironman, I'm working out one hour a day, just like I recommend to everybody else. And I will tell you, the less extreme my workouts, the more weight I lose. So doesn't have to be complicated. So my why, why am I doing her in that body? I just want to help people break through what is going on in society today with these ridiculous fad diets and the quick fixes. I would so much rather be able to help someone and teach them and educate them how to get healthy in a normal way. Like back in our grandma's day, I don't know about you, but like when I used to visit my grandmother, she had berry bushes in the backyard and we would go out and pick the berries for our pancakes. We didn't have all these crazy processed sweets that we put on top of pancakes. We ate the real foods. And so it is, again, it is just my passion to help people realize that weight loss is not complicated. It is not a mystery and it doesn't have to be difficult. We just need to make sure that we stop treating our bodies in a way that is just not fair to them with the ridiculous diets and the starvation. So that's what I'm super passionate about. That's why I do earn that body. I wanna reach as many people as I can to help them. Because let's face it, a lot of us are parents, right? And if we don't know how to get healthy, and if we don't know how to treat our body, and if we don't know how to lose weight in a healthy way, what are the kids going to do? I would really hate to see my child go on a fad diet. I would hate to see my child starve themselves, especially my son's a runner. I wanna fuel him right all the time. I know so many of you have teenage girls. What a tough job you have, I'll tell you right now. My niece just was with us for the week. Those teenage girls, they are tough. Why? Because there's such an expectation for what a girl needs to look like, right? And so they watch you, they watch the stars and what diets they're doing and they went vegan and, the, and they wanna do it too. But we 
have to stand together and we have to educate our children also to make sure that they are living the healthiest life possible. Now, why did I do the podcast? Why did I 100 episodes decide, oh, I should do a podcast? I'll be honest. uh, My sister told me a long time ago, you should do a podcast. And my first reaction was, you know what? I don't make any money doing a podcast. I am a one woman show. I am so busy. (laughs) Just so you know, I literally run my entire business by myself. I do my videos. I do hire someone. Someone does all my video editing, but, um, you know, I do everything. I do my accounting. I do my marketing. I do my social media. I make all my programs. I video all my programs. I really do it all myself. So when my sister said, you should do a a podcast, I was like, yeah, I need that. Like I need a hole in the head. (laughs) I just don't have any more time to be doing something like that. But then slowly I started listening to more and more podcasts and I realized that if my passion is to reach as many people as possible to help them get fit and lose weight in a healthy way, then a podcast was actually the best way to do it. And for me, it's not about the money. I just want to help people and I wanna educate them and I wanna reach as many people as possible. So I decided, okay, I will start a podcast. It's not gonna be an hour long podcast every week. Some episodes in the beginning were quite short. I think they were only 10 or 15 minutes. Slowly, I think I've worked up to 20, sometimes 30 minutes. I've done some interviews. But it is just my goal, again, to reach as many people as possible. And it's been fantastic, I have to say. For one, I like to gear a lot of my podcasts towards the questions I'm getting from my actual clients. So whether that be an earn that body client, a private nutrition client, people who do my fitness workouts online, often I'll get an email with a question. You know, what do you think about the keto diet? What do you think about weight training this way? What do you think? And that is how I get a lot of my podcast episode ideas. And then I can put it into a podcast and share it with all of my clients. Of course, I can share it with the general public too. Well, now I have 100 podcast subjects that I like to share all the time. So when my clients come to me and they say, you know, what do you think about this? I can send them the link. Well, I did an entire podcast on that exact episode. So, you know, check that out. So the podcast has really been great. And and the feedback from the podcast is so appreciated. Some of you who have gone onto iTunes and giving me the ratings and reviews, I cannot thank you enough for the generosity of your time, but also the amazing things that you have written in there about the podcast. Again, I don't make money from doing this, so that rating and review is like my tip. I appreciate it so much, it means the world to me. If you haven't done it yet and you wanna give me a tip, please go onto iTunes and give me a rating and review. Let me know what you think about the podcast. That is kind of the, the gas that keeps me fueled to keep on doing it, so I do appreciate that. And really and honestly, people tell me that they love the podcast, they share it with their teenagers, they listen with their daughter every week, and again, that's my goal. Let's reach as many people as we can to share this information. Now, a question that I get all the time on my personal journey, um, have I ever dealt with losing weight? Was I ever heavy? You know, did I always look like this? All those kind of questions that I briefly covered in episode number one, but a lot of you are new followers in the last, say, 50 episodes and maybe never went back that far. Um, I was never overweight to the point that you would look at me and say, that person is obese. And I'm sure you would have never looked at me back then and said, she's overweight. But I did weigh about 25 pounds more than I weigh today. 
And back then, let's see, I was in my 20s. And I'll be perfectly honest, I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy because A, I didn't feel good. Because I think when you're overweight, it is really hard to feel good. You feel bloated. You feel sort of emotional. You feel, I felt kind of angry. I just never felt good when I was overweight. But yes, I was overweight. And I also was unhappy for, you know, like the emotional growth reasons. I, I had an engagement that broke off when I was in my early 20s. And that really took a toll on me emotionally. Uh, I was going through graduate school. I was waiting tables. I was super busy. I had that stress on top of not having a boyfriend, which always made me sort of sad. And so, yeah, that, those were the years that I struggled the most with my weight. And I really think that that is where a lot of my clients and people are at who have to lose weight. Most people put weight on, in my opinion, because they are either unhappy in their life They have a lot of stress, and that usually goes hand in hand with not having a lot of time. And so taking care of themselves sort of takes the last seat. And when you can really sit down and and be honest with yourself, like I had to get really honest with myself that I was not happy, that's what you have to do before you can really make a lot of positive change. Now, I went through years and years of not being happy and sort of being this overweight, you know, 25 pounds overweight than I am now, um, not feeling good in my body and doing all the things that everybody does. I did the cabbage soup diet. I did Atkins diet. I went from one diet one week to the juicing diet the next week. I've tried it all. I did it all back then because I was just like everyone else. I wanted to feel better. I wanted to look better and I needed immediate results because who wants to wait, right? But Every single diet failed. They usually failed within a week. Um, I felt terrible. I could barely work out. When I did the Atkins diet, oh, I had never, ever felt worse in my life. Um, You know, that one's like all about like eating all that fat. So much fat. You could eat like as much bacon and cheese as you wanted. But um, all that stuff. And so, yeah, you so the first few days you lose weight, big deal, because I could never continue to eat that way. I couldn't even get through a cycle class because I was shaking so much because I needed more calories and I needed carbohydrates. I didn't just need fat. I didn't just need protein. So again, I felt terrible. Cabbage soup diet. Oh my gosh. I seriously did that with my roommate. Was starving for days. So that failed, I think, within like two days. Uh, I did finally do Weight Watchers, which was probably the best of all the diet programs I ever did because at least there was some balance in the eating. It's it's probably, if I had to pick one of those programs, Weight Watchers would be my favorite one. Not over earn that body, of course, but of all those kind of diets because there's a little bit of balance, but unfortunately what happens and what happened to me with Weight Watchers is that I would just like save all my points and then eat them all in one big cheap type of meal, but it stayed within my points, so technically it worked, uh, you know, according to their point scale, but it wasn't necessarily the healthiest way to eat. I wasn't necessarily getting in my three meals, keeping my metabolism going, all that kind of stuff. So, and I'm sure Weight Watchers has changed, although I, I still hear about people who bank their points all day so that they can go out to eat at night. And I just don't think it should be like that. I know it shouldn't be like that because I live a different life and I've I've proven how you can make it work. 
and yet I've lived through all these diets just like you, okay? So when I started, you know, working out more and getting happier, that's when I noticed, you know, my weight started to get some control. And again, I don't mean for this to make anybody feel sad. This needs to be maybe an aha moment for you. This needs to be maybe a moment where you email and say, it really resonated with me when you said this, but it's true. This is a moment where maybe you don't want to admit it and it feels really yuck inside, but the reality is you keep dieting, you keep putting on weight, and the truth is there's something missing in your life. You're not happy. And so you're using this food to fill the void. That is absolutely what I did. Every night that I didn't have a boyfriend and I was feeling lonely, I would go, I lived in San Francisco, and I would go to the yogurt store, the frozen yogurt store. I can only imagine the chemicals in this yogurt that I would always eat like almost every day to make myself feel better because I was lonely and I was sad and I was gonna feel better by eating this frozen yogurt that I think was of course like fat free. (laughs) It was probably sugar free. I didn't know anything back then. And I would crave it all the time, so I'm sure it had a ton of bad stuff in it, like a diet soda that you crave all the time. And I would eat that almost every night to make myself feel better. So I ask you, do you think you're filling a void? And are you okay with admitting that? And it's tough. So I actually started therapy back then. I wasn't happy. Food wasn't gonna fix it. So I did go to therapy. My dad was a therapist, so going to see a therapist was no big deal in my life. I know for some people they think like, oh, I could never see a therapist, I wouldn't want anybody to know. Let me tell you, going to a therapist might be the best thing that ever happened to you. Let some unbiased person help validate what you're going through because it's really hard to talk to people who maybe you know or your family about your issues because they're gonna be biased in some way. So it really helped me to start getting that therapy to start working on some of the emotional things going on in my life because it definitely started putting me in a different perspective. And I started to see food just a little bit different. Not I didn't work on food issues with my therapist, but I, I worked on happy issues, you know, unhappy issues and, and emotional issues with my therapist. Well, to make a long story short, you know, things got better. I met someone, I got married, all that weight came right off. You know, it's like you're busy again, you're dating, you're excited, you're this, you're that. The food doesn't become so much of a highlight in the life. And so that all happened, the weight really came off. Then I went through a bad divorce and then I realized I had a choice. I talk about this choice all the time because this is a conscious choice I had to make after my divorce. I had a two-year-old little boy, I was gonna be a single mom, I was going through a divorce, which is never fun for anyone out there. And I said, okay, I can already feel what's happening. I'm starting to like go towards the unhealthy food, go towards the wine every night. Like I'm either gonna get fat, yeah, I'm gonna say the word, I'm either gonna get fat right now and not be able to be there for my son because I'm gonna be unhealthy because when you are overweight, you are not at your healthiest, okay? And who knows what that will cause down the line. I can do that or I can get fit. And that was a conscious choice I made one day. I can get fit or I can get fat, choose. And I didn't have a lot of time to choose. Like I literally said one night, which way are you gonna go? Are you gonna go to the gym or are you gonna go to your wine bottle every night? Choose. One night I made that conscious choice. I knew for the sake of my child, I had to go for fit. And every day from that point, me and Charlie went to the gym 
And that was my one hour that I had to myself, because again, now I'm a single mom. I don't have any help with my child. Everybody knows what that's like with a two-year-old. So that was my one hour to go to the gym, to empower myself physically, to get a break, because it's hard to be a single mom. So he went into the daycare at the gym, and every hour that I would, I would work out once a day for my hour, I would feel better. I would want to eat healthy because we always want to eat healthy when we work out. It's much easier to leave the gym and want to eat healthy. If you didn't work out that day, it's easier to have like the greasy bacon and eggs. But when you do work out that day, you sort of want to keep it clean. At least that it, that's the way it is for me. So I empowered myself in the gym. It made me want to eat healthy. I got a little break. You know, I had an hour where my son was in daycare and people would say to me all the time, do you feel guilty because you put your son in daycare at the gym? No, I don't. I never felt guilty. He was super happy in there. And I understand some of you are going to say, my kid cries in there, all this stuff. I'm sure he's had, he had certain days where he cried in there. Um, I don't remember. Mostly he was very entertained. And I don't feel guilty because if I'm not healthy and if I'm not mind right, I cannot take care of my son 24 hours a day by myself, right? So that was really empowering for me. And that is when I got in the best shape of my life. I also saw a nutritionist at that point, and she started to teach me a lot about what I was eating, how much I should be eating. Do I need to eat more? Do I need to eat less? Do I need to eat more carbs or less carbs? I really started getting dialed in to my nutrition. And let me tell you, it didn't include wine every night because wine every night is not going to benefit your health or your nutrition or your waistline. Just gonna put it out there. I know it's hard. And if you have a two-year-old right now and you need your wine every night, go for it. You're going to come to a point where you don't need it every night. Or maybe you're going to listen to this right now and ask yourself, do I really need it every night? Ask yourself that. You're strong. You're stronger than the glass of wine. But I know sometimes I definitely needed it too. But that's when I got in the best shape of my life. Uh, so that was what? I was in my 30s at that point. So no, I didn't always look like this. But when I started to change my body by eating right, not by dieting, by eating right, by eating balanced, and by working out more. Because I was sort of not, I didn't sort of have a really strong workout program. I always worked out in my life. I always did cycle classes back when they started. Um, I always lifted weights. But that's when I got really serious about, you know, what is the best workout program for my body. And, and that's when I got more serious and consistent. And that's when my body changed. And I remember to this day, my son was probably two and a half, almost three. And my sister saw me in a bathing suit and went, oh my God, like you have a full six pack. Where did that come from? And she also said to me, it's great, Kim, that you look great, but you're never going to be able to maintain that. She literally said that to me. And I don't know if I took it as a personal challenge, but I think I maintained that. I'm 45 years old today and I weigh the same now. Actually, I weigh a little bit more now than I did back then, but I still have my six pack. I weigh more because I put on more muscle. And when I put on muscle, I put on weight. And that's normal and that's okay. I would rather be ripped and have my scale be up than just be skinny and have my scale go down. Now, I will admit that I got down to 115 pounds after my divorce and I was so skinny that people were coming up to me saying, we're concerned about you, you're so skinny. That's never anything anybody wants to hear. I know some of you right now are thinking, I would rather hear that <laughs> than something about my mom and dad. But honestly, it was a stress thing. I wasn't eating right. I wasn't being healthy. And I turned it around really quickly. And I made that empowering move with my nutrition and my workouts. So 
that's my personal weight loss journey. It took me a long time to get to where I am, but once I got here, I have now maintained this body for the last 15 years. Definitely, 15 years I have looked like this. My weight fluctuates from 120 to 122. That's as far as it goes. If I start heading towards that 123, I usually feel it. I don't like the way it feels, and I usually just have to cut back on something I started having more of. Usually some processed sweet or a little too much ice cream or something started sneaking back in and I can cut it pretty quickly, all right? So hopefully any of that resonated with you. Did any of it resonate with you? I hope it did. That's just my story. That is my journey. That is my personal journey of how weight loss and my life went hand in hand. Now, I started in that body because I was teaching in San Diego, California. I moved to Austin and all my clients said, oh my God, what am I gonna do without you? And that's when I decided to start Earn That Body. I said, I'll train you online. Now back then, this was about 10 years ago, there was not a lot of online training. There was no online training. So I tested it to see if it would work. I sent them their workouts. They did it, they lost weight. It worked with two people. So I started adding people slowly by slowly. We would post it on Facebook and I would get more and more clients. So Earn That Body has grown to a level I never thought possible. And I'm completely 100% grateful because I do this job from my home, which has enabled me to be home with my son for the entire 15 years of his life now. And I feel like I'm doing something very good. I'm offering something good. When someone tells me I changed their life, I don't take it lightly. I really appreciate when someone comes to me and says, hey, will you help me with my health? Can you imagine? I mean, that's, that's a really big thing you're asking of me and you trust me that much that you're gonna put that in my hands. That is an honor. So a lot of people ask me, a lot of personal trainers and coaches, I wanna be like you. How do I start a business like you? You know what? Look at every person that comes to you for help and realize that it's an honor that they come to you. I think that my clients feel that. A lot of my clients say, you treat me like I'm your only client there is. That is such a gift to hear that. Thank you for saying that. I have a lot of clients. <laughs> I work my booty off. I work my tail off. I try to help each and every client. Does that mean I do help each and every client? Does every single client I have lose weight? I wish. Not everybody does. Some people have challenges. Some people are on hormones. It's really tough for me to help them. Some people have some medical conditions. Some people say they did everything I told them and they just couldn't lose a pound. Of course, there is no perfect perfect. Our bodies are so amazing and I can't get in there to see exactly what's going on. But do I change a lot of people's bodies by them getting fitter and healthier? Yeah, a lot. You've seen the testimonials. And again, thank you for, if you're one of those people who let me help you, I just want to say thank you in this 100th episode because it, it is an honor to know that I was able to help you. So where does that leave everything? What are we going to talk about in the next 100 episodes to come? Well, I just want to keep reaching out. I want to keep educating you all. I want to keep you on track. A lot of people come to me or they email me and they say, I'm so embarrassed I did earn that body with you. I got in the best shape of my life and I gained 10 pounds back and I'm so embarrassed to tell you that and come back. And I'm always like, why are you embarrassed? Just so everybody knows, that happens. Life happens. So you might have done my program and been completely successful and then something in your life happened 
and you got busy and you probably put your health on the back burner and you focused on your family and this and that and before you knew it, it was 10 pounds. So what? I don't judge you. I don't judge you when you lose weight, but I also don't judge you when you gain weight. I don't judge you at all. So never be afraid to come back. And none of you should ever feel guilty if you gain weight back. Let's just get you back on track. Don't go to the fad diet. If you did earn that body and it worked for you the first time, it's going to work for you again. So don't do the fad diet. Don't ruin your metabolism. Don't do that detox. Don't do that juice cleanse. Let me help you again and never feel like you can't come back to me because you're embarrassed. And honestly, everyone, if there's, if there's anything I can teach you, if there's anything that I can help you with, don't, don't feel good or bad because of that number on the scale. You might feel good or bad because how it feels in your body. And what I mean by that is when I'm 20 pounds over, I feel bad in my body. I hate to feel bloated. I hate to have gas. <laughs> I like never have gas, just so you know, when I'm fit and healthy. But when I start eating bad and I put on weight, that's like the first thing I feel. And I hate that feeling. But I don't feel bad because I look at the scale and see a number go up. Be more present in your body. I always tell my clients that too. It's like, I'm very present. I know if I put on a pound or two because I can feel it. So when I feel really good, I try to embrace it. Okay, so what did I do that makes me feel so good right now? Oh, I didn't work out so hard. I took a recovery day that made me feel better. I try to embrace it and get really present in what that feels like. And that's what I want you to do. I want you to be more present with how you feel in your body, not with what you see on the scale. Does that mean I don't have my clients weigh in? I have to have my clients weigh in because I have no way to assess how they feel. I mean, yes, they could say I feel good today, but I still want to see how much are they eating? Are they eating enough? Like half the time I really, trust me, I really don't want to have everybody logging their food. But a lot of the time my clients are not eating enough. And I have to see that. And I have to see if they're getting enough protein. And I have to see if they're eating too much sodium. And I have to see if they're eating too much sugar. So I have to log the food and I have to have them weigh in. But eventually, if you go through all the phases of my program, I wean you off all that so you're not logging food. One of my, um, one of my clients and friend, Kelly, said to me in an email recently, she said, it was a game changer for me when you told me you don't log your food anymore on one of your podcasts. And I was like, oh my gosh, I thought I told you that a hundred times. I, I, I feel like I, people should know that. I don't log my food anymore, everyone. I haven't in many, many years. Uh, once, once I learned how to eat balanced, and once I teach my clients how to eat balanced, my goal is to get you off food logging as quickly as possible. Once you do it for enough time, you know if you're getting in enough protein. You know if you're eating enough because you've done it you do have to do it for you know x amount of months so that it's really become a habit but yeah i told her i, I don't food log and she said that was a game changer so she stopped food logging and she feels so much better now yeah you don't want to do that forever no it would drive me crazy the only time i started food logging again recently was when i was marathon training because my coach was concerned that i was not eating enough and that i was not eating enough carbohydrates he wanted me to really bump up my carbs during my marathon training. So I started logging my food. And, and it was interesting because I hadn't logged in so long to see that I probably was a little low on my calories. I was a little low on my carbs. So that was something that was very helpful for me to see. But then I stopped again. I, don't, I, don't, I did not continue to log. So 
So that game changer, I'm glad that I was able to say that and I helped Kelly and, and that that was a game changer for her. Another person told me it was a game changer for them when I said I eat what I want on the weekends. Because they thought they had to eat perfectly clean and perfectly healthy all the time to look like me. And just so you know, I don't think I look, you know, as good as some of you think I do. <laughs> um, but so I appreciate when you say things like that. But no, I eat really clean Monday through Friday. And then I, I don't want to say I have cheat days because I don't believe in cheat days. And I've seen cheat days and cheat meals go really, really wrong. What I mean by that is I see people have 3,000, 4,000 calorie meals because they go, it's my cheat meal. Well, you can undo all the hard work of your entire week by doing that. So I don't believe in cheat days and cheat meals. I just relax on the weekends. So that is when I'm going to have my glass of wine on Friday and Saturday night. That is when I'm going to have a sweet treat. I probably have ice cream Friday and Saturday night. Now here's the key. I have one glass of wine. I, at this point, can't even have two glasses, and I think that's a good thing. When you really start to clean your body up, when you really take all the processed stuff and the alcohol out of your body, then you can only have one glass, because <laughs> if I have two, I feel like crap. So I think that's a good thing. I just, I only want one. I don't need to feel that way. I don't, I don't want to build myself up that it, you know, takes a whole bottle to feel that way. So one glass of wine on Friday night, probably one glass on Saturday night, or a beer, but I don't usually have more than one drink anymore. And then, you know, one bowl of ice cream. Again, it's not the whole carton of ice cream because if I did that, I'd be so sick. And again, the healthier I am and the longer I'm healthy and I eat healthy, when I do eat something like ice cream, I feel it pretty fast. So I don't, I don't need the whole carton. You know, I, I can enjoy a bowl of several scoops, you know, I'm not like having a spoonful. Like if anybody saw me eat, I think they would be impressed. Whenever I go out with my girlfriends, I'm like, see, take a picture, tell people I eat like the whole burger. I'm not a salad eater by any means. So someone said it was a game changer for me when you said you eat what you want on the weekend. Let it be a game changer. My goal for all of you is to eat healthy more than you don't eat healthy. Because if you have a weekend like I have, so I go out for Mexican food one night, I usually go out the next night, and then by Sunday, I already want my home cooked food again because I already feel like bleh from eating out those two nights. Does my weight go up on Monday? I usually do weigh in once a week um, just to sort of see where I'm at. But again, I know because I feel it. I can tell if I'm up in weight. Usually it's a sodium thing. And it will be on a Monday if I had Mexican food because I have all this water retention from, from the food. Um, so yeah, sometimes maybe I'm a pound up on a Monday, but I don't care because I just start eating my normal weekday food and that's gone the next day, right? So don't feel like you have to be perfect. I'm not perfect. And I still feel like I can maintain my weight range, um, year after year after year. And that's another thing. Someone said, game changer. You said weight range. I don't give myself a number to be at. You will never be at one number because our weight goes up and down daily. So give yourself a weight range. Mine generally is 120 to 122. That's sort of my range. If I get up to like 124, 125, I know I won't be happy. I'll feel it before I even get on the scale. But that doesn't generally happen anymore because I, I just really am in tune with my body. So that's everything. That is my personal journey. That is my earn that body journey. That is my podcast journey. And in the last 100 episodes, we have covered so many fantastic topics like, you know, how much sodium should you have or shouldn't have? 
What kind of sunblock should you use? What's good for your skin? What isn't? The keto diet. Um, a lot of people want me to do the Whole30 diet. I'm just not sure I need to go into one more diet. <laughs> you know there's no diet that I'm going to approve, right? So, um, But we did do the keto diet. We just did intermittent fasting. That was a huge hit. And I know it's a huge hit because I can see how many people listened to it within like the first day, within you know six days, seven days. And that definitely was a hit. But again, I don't think you're going to come to me and say, hey, Kim, will you do a podcast on this diet? We're dying to hear what you think. Because I think if you've been listening to me over the last year plus, you know what I'm going to think. There is no diet. There is no quick fix. There is nothing that is going to work for your weight loss, for your health, that is going to happen quickly. If you're not willing to make the lifestyle nutrition changes, then just know you will go from diet to diet to diet and it will never end. And it's a terrible way to live. So my gift to you is this podcast. I thank you all for listening to it. And again, if you want to thank me back, if you could go onto iTunes, give me a rating or review. The more ratings I have, the more people can access it. It sort of like works with the whole algorithm of, of all the different things in iTunes, where it's going to show up, where people will maybe search for a health podcast. The more reviews mine has, it's going to be seen by more people. That means I can reach more people, help people get healthy. And I want to tell you right now, 2019 is going to be here before you know it. And I really want to start something in 2019. I want to start something bigger than this podcast. I want to start a movement to really help everybody be done with the dieting, be done with the detoxing, be done with all of these silly starvation diets. And I hope you join me in that movement. Again, 2019, that is something I really want us all to do because I think it's going to take a village to really stop that madness. And that is going to help our children and the teenagers out there as well. Thank you all for being a listener of the Earn That Body podcast. I look forward to giving you your next subject, your next podcast in two weeks. We're still in summertime, so every other week I'm giving you a new podcast. Have a fantastic, wonderful, and super healthy week. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.